Hello Blazers, welcome to episode two of UAB Green and Gold, where we have conversations with members of the UAB family. I'm Greg Berry, Assistant Director in the UAB Office of Alumni Affairs. On this episode of Green and Told, we're joined by UAB archivist Tim Pennycuff. In 2019, we as a university are celebrating our 50th anniversary. In the first half century, the university has made great strides, transitioning from a small extension school to the top young institution in the U.S. Today, Tim explains how the campus basically outgrew its old buildings and thirsted for expansion. By 69, they were renting space in other buildings to house everything that uh, needed to, you know, uh, to be offered. We'll also learn about two instrumental individuals who blazed a path for a budding university. So that just shows how bringing in the right people at that time led to where we are now. And Tim shares where he sees UAB going as we look into the future. I think the future will be just as impressive as our past. Over the last five decades, UAB has established itself as one of the top young universities in the world. In fact, the Times Higher Education World University Rankings listed UAB number one in the U.S. in 2018 and 2019. But before growing to encompass 100 city blocks, having nearly 22,000 students, and boasting an economic impact of more than $7 billion, UAB had a more humble beginning. The uh, university actually opened an extension program in Birmingham before the medical school was moved here. That opened in 1936 in an old house, I mean a home that someone had lived in, in an old house located down close to where the downtown public library is located. Okay. So it was not here in Southside and that opened in 1936 and um, was as the medical school became was a branch of the University of Alabama. It was part of their extension program and they opened extension centers all over the state. How did the whole medical thing kind of come into play and kind of, how was it born? In 1944, the state legislature finally decided, hey, you know, the state of Alabama probably needs a four-year medical school again. So they funded a medical school and set up a commission to determine where that school would be located. And um, Jefferson County owned and operated the Hillman and Jefferson Hospitals here on Southside in Birmingham. And to entice the new medical school to Birmingham, the county offered the Board of Trustees, the, those two hospitals and the land uh, that they stood on okay. to house the medical center, the school. And that's when they moved up here in 1945. Separated by more than 20 blocks for a decade, the Extension Center and Medical School finally came together in 1954. And in 1966, they would merge to form the University of Alabama in Birmingham organizational component of the UA system. By that point in time, it had gotten really complicated for the president who, who was located in Tuscaloosa to oversee two different units in Birmingham, plus a unit in Huntsville, and the other extension programs around the state. So uh, he made the decision to administratively merge the medical part and the non-medical part here in Birmingham under one um, 
entity, one person, and he had several <laughs> different titles. But that was the first instance where one person located in Birmingham was actually over everything in Birmingham. Shortly before becoming an independent university, UAB purchased nearly four dozen city blocks to use as it expanded. By 1970, that land started to show progress for this young institution. A lot of things happened that year, including the groundbreaking for a new general studies campus, which was vital to UAB's growth. It signified the expansion westward into that 45-block addition that had just been obtained. It also expanded the undergraduate footprint because basically the undergraduate non-health part of UAB had existed in one building. Now, by 69, they were renting space in other buildings to house everything that uh, needed to, you know, uh, to be offered. But this expanded from that one building and, and gave three more classroom, classroom buildings and a library. And then they still used the old extension building as well. So it was a big expansion of the undergraduate part. 1970 again, um, big year. Uh, Dr. Volker actually recommended the first school colors and the only school colors. There was a lot going on to establish uh, an institutional identity at that time period because prior to that, obviously, we had been part of the University of Alabama mm -hmm. and our colors, if we had colors, were probably crimson and white. We became independent and we had to develop a whole new institutional identity. Growth flourished in the early 70s, but one of the biggest milestones happened in mid-1977. That's when the university introduced Gene Bartow as the school's first ever basketball coach. Bartow was recruited in to, um, not only as the first coach of the men's, a, a new men's basketball team, but to be the athletic, founding athletic director for a whole new program. But he came here to nothing really because we didn't have a program. Yeah. So he was recruited here to start a program and to start a men's basketball program. It was a definite coup. It was a huge coup and it made news all over the country. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, newspaper clipping. Unfortunately, we don't have a photograph. But at the press conference when it was announced, someone had created for President uh, Dick Hill who was UAB president at the time and who had recruited um, Bartow to Birmingham. But they created a, a bumper sticker that he's holding up with this huge grin and it says UCLA zero UAB one. Is there anything <clears throat> written as to why Coach decided to leave such a big program and come here to start from Square one. He wanted the challenge of coming somewhere and starting something over and starting it from scratch and, and creating a program that he wanted to build, not one not going into a program that was already built. So probably some of both. And when he got here, things took off. It wasn't an, an expansion team because he found success within the first few years. Yeah, first couple of years they went to the NCAA tournament from nothing to the tournament. The basketball program found success quickly, but Coach Bartow wasn't the only coup for the fledgling university. After a short message from the UAB National Alumni Society, Tim will introduce us to another man key to UAB's growth. Mm -hmm. 
We're uncorking the future and tapping into success at the 11th annual Uncork Education on Sunday, October 27th, 2019. Enjoy an evening of craft beer and wine tasting that includes incredible live and silent auction items. Join us as we raise our glasses to raise money for student scholarships. To find out more about the 2019 Uncork Education or to purchase your tickets, visit alumni.uab.edu uncork. Welcome back. Coach Bartow's arrival at UAB made a big impact on athletics and the university. But another man, one in medicine, had an equally large influence on the school establishing itself as a prominent medical facility. Another coup happened uh, on the medical side when uh, they recruited John Kirkland to the School of Medicine as chair of surgery. John Kirkland was world renowned at the time, was a uh, well-regarded surgeon at the Mayo Clinic, and he he was convinced to come to Birmingham. And, and like Bartow, uh, he's quoted as saying he wanted to come somewhere and start something from scratch and to put his own take on things. Kirkland and Bartow are basically blazing, to use a pun, but they're blazing the path for future people at this university. Indeed, and they, they were both um, recruiters. They brought in people, uh, and uh, Kirkland recruited uh, Dr. Arnold Deethelm to establish the transplant program, and Dr. Deethelm uh, completed the first transplant in the state of Alabama here in Birmingham, and our, today our transplant program is one of the largest in the country. So that just shows how bringing in the right people at that time led to where we are now. In all your research, what have you found that's kind of been the most um, important part of UAB being UAB? The university is uh, well regarded in town for the opportunities that it provides. Uh, both for education and for uh, positions for people. Uh, you know, we are the largest private employer in the state. Um, that is huge in a, a city that during the growth in our early growth and development, you know, the uh, industrial capacity of Birmingham was on the decline when all the steel mills and everything closed. So to have a huge academic health science complex located right in the middle of town to help absorb some of the decline when all the industry went away was a huge thing. Um, of course, it also offered a lot of people the opportunity to get an education and to live at home and do so. Uh, so that's, I think that's a huge part of our history and a very important part of our history. Over the last 10 years, um, the university really has changed incredibly. Talk a little bit about the growth that we've seen just in the past 10 years because it probably matches the early 10 years from 69 to 79. If you've been around town, you know that UAB now is like uh, 
cranes and construction and has been like you said for at least 10 years we have so many new buildings on campus there are more buildings coming um, the dorm that we've mentioned the board has approved a new uh, science uh, complex mm -hmm. not just a building but a complex um, there's a new um, information technology center under construction now. Uh, the growth lately has just been enormous. As an archivist, Tim makes a living looking back in time, detailing things that happened in the university's past. But what about the future? Where does he see UAB going in the next 25 to 50 years? I, I think the future will be just as impressive as our past. Uh, we're up to over 22,000 students now, our largest student class. I don't see that changing a lot. Um, I see that growing. I think the more institutional identity that the current students have and as that continues and as they get out and graduate and start their own families and those families start thinking about where do you want to go to school I think all of that's gonna work toward the favor of the future of UAB because we're finally starting to see legacy families oh yeah oh yeah and it's it's taken a while but we are such a young university two years running UAB has been the top young university in the United States. And yes, well, we can't. Yes, for the last two years, we have been voted number one uh, young university. Young mean uh, in the uh, survey under 50, 50 or under. So we can't be that next year because we'll be over 50. And that was a, definitely an important mark for UAB yep. being distinguish that. We've had several recent uh, accolades. Um, we've been named everything from the best number uh, young university to tree campus to a bike friendly campus and our medical uh, side of campus always is ranked in the top programs in the country. The hospitals, one of the largest hospitals in the country. Um, so there's a lot of positive right now. UAB has become Birmingham, and some affectionately refer to it as the university that ate Birmingham. After only 50 years, the two already rely heavily on one another. I don't know that Birmingham could survive without UAB. Um, we are so intertwined that um, if, they, if it survived, it would be totally different than it is now, though. Both of us, the campus and the city. What's the most unique nugget that you've uncovered? <laughs> yeah, well, I had somebody uh, talk to me not too long ago about the 10 or 15 things you don't know about UAB. And I said, well, I'm the wrong person to ask that because there's a lot I still don't know about the university, but there's a lot I do. Um, I don't... It's hard to say what the most unique nugget is, and it changes. We find stuff, maybe not on a daily basis, but on a weekly basis, I'll be like, oh, so that's why that's that way, or that's who that was. Uh, it's really interesting, even for a young university, uh, there's always something new to find out. As UAB eyes the future, many new milestones will be met and traditions made. 
While the growth on campus in its early infancy was tremendous, it has been matched or even succeeded today. UAB is in the midst of continued growth, and I would encourage you to visit campus to see all of the changes. Meanwhile, stay up to date with all things Green and Told online at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold. There you can find information how to discover more about UAB's past in the show notes. Be sure to download episodes of Green and Told or leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Have an idea for an upcoming podcast? Email me at greenandtold at uab.edu. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at UAB Alumni and Instagram at UAB underscore alumni. Thanks for joining me today, and until next time, go Blazers!